Hello, I'm Mabali Muloy, and um, at this point in time, I usually have my partner in crime with me, Aspasia Karras, the editor of Marie Claire magazine. We do the show on a Thursday afternoon between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock, called Between Two Femmes, but Aspasia is in Greece, having oh. a good old time in Greece. Tough life. Eh? So well, we're being used here, actually. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, use is such a strong word, such a violent, strong word. But you're used to using people. <laughs> I've asked you two ladies to join me this afternoon so that we can keep the conversation going. I've got Warda Hartley in studio with me. Hello. You're actually becoming a bit of a regular here on Cliff I know. Central. Like, people are starting to look at me like they're like, oh, you again. Because <laughs> you were here oh, yesterday. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot. That was just you. Everyone else was happy to see me. You were here <laughs> yesterday with Mika Stefano and yes, the rest the of the gang. Yes, one gang. Yeah, talking, talking style. Style and Fashion. Yeah, because I was going to address this thing of why you're not wearing makeup is because you're a regular now, so you don't. No, feel like you need I was to make told yesterday. Oh, sorry, please can you just introduce me? Yes, first? that would be Florence Litwaba. <laughs> Florence, go ahead. You were actually on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I'm not wearing makeup is because I was told yesterday that I don't need makeup. I'm beautiful <laughs> on my own. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, so you believed that? I did. Okay. All She's right. so humble. <laughs> I did, yeah. So um, the three of us are going to, um, as I said, keep the conversation going. We've got a whole bunch of stuff that we want to get through this afternoon, um, including, for one thing, friendships and how complicated friendships are when it comes to women. Because I think with men, it's a lot simpler, you know, like you've got your boys, you see them a couple of times a week, you have a drink, you talk about hot women, you watch sport, and then you go home and that's it, right? Right. But yeah. with women, it's just so much more than that. So much drama, admin. drama, drama. Mm. I mean, keeping Love. you two is already like a problem in my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just... of the jealousy that is directed towards me from you guys already. Oh, so yes, this is already a situation. You know? So this is why I prefer to keep male friends. Because, you know, it's... you do prefer to keep male friends. I do. Is that because it's easier with it's men? It's drama free It's also, drama free. You know, yeah. there's no... Oh, you know, my weave looked better yesterday yeah. and yours didn't and we were at the club and, you know, my dress was nicer than yours and now you're going to get upset with me because of that. There's none of that. So but I much prefer my male friends, honestly. Now, is it because men are partly, you know, they've got less less hang-ups, so they, they're easier to deal with, they're yeah. simpler, but also because, you know, as a woman, women love to compete with each other. That's what we do all the time. Mm. So with a guy, you, you probably don't, feel like you need to be competing with I was just going to say that I think it's also because Flo likes not having the competition of other females around it. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I also, when growing up high school and everything, I preferred having guys. I found it easier to get get along with guys than with girls. And I completely understand it. And it was a case of, you know what, I, I don't have to compete with anybody for the attention of these men. And, you know, there's nobody cross questioning why I'm wearing the same top. Three three days in a row. Well, why would you be top. doing that anyway? <laughs> because I want a student. <laughs> Who cares? That's not the point. A guy wouldn't notice that. They wouldn't care. Whereas, okay, case in point. Case in point. Okay. I'm getting ready for an event, right? And my husband, I said to my husband, um, I'm gonna wear, I want to wear this green shirt, but you know what? I've worn it to a previous event. Somebody will notice. He says to me, nobody's going to notice. Nobody cares. I wear the top. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna mention the person's name because they're well known. They Name and saw shame. me. No, no, no. They came up to me. They saw me. They were like, 
oh, you seem to like green because you wore this top this day. And then I saw you two weeks ago and you were wearing the same top. And then I said to my husband, can you see what I mean? Jeez, that's a lot of admin. To, exactly. To but, do, I mean, to but, go through all that effort to, can you to point see? something like that out. But women make the effort of doing that. Why? Like, thankfully enough, I don't give a crap like what people say. I mean, but you no, know, clothes you... are there to be reworn. But I mean, the thing is, the fact that she made the effort to say that, why could she not just go, oh, that top looks good on you? Or, oh, you look nice. Or say nothing. Because she's a witch. But she has to. She had to point That's out right. dates and times. Dates you, and times. Okay. But you know what I've sometimes heard is when a woman says that she gets along more with guys than she does with girls, um, then for some reason she's immediately perceived to be, oh, but you're the difficult one with other women. You're oh, no, I am difficult. I mean, I'm not going to come here and say that I'm Ms. Holy, nice girl, 24-7. No, I am difficult. But then, of course, you know, I think that you as girls must adjust to my difficulty if you're my friends. I, I, you know, if my guy friends can do it, why can't you? But if all of us women are difficult, then it stands to, I mean, it makes sense why our friendships are so complicated and so so much harder than when it is with a guy and, and a girl. But then the question I then have is how many of those relationships with men have we been able to keep 100% platonic? Whether it was from our side or from the male side, like I had a friend who I saw, a guy friend that I had, was purely platonic. First of all, I didn't find him attractive. He wasn't my type. Yeah. But we got along really well, and I never saw him in that capacity as a boyfriend. Mm. But I think he did because, you know, I, I, went, I was part of his life through – we were studying. He was studying, you know, graphic design. I was studying journalism, and we were best buddies. We lived close to one another. We traveled together to, to, to varsity and whatever. Um. You know, parted ways and then found each other again as friends. And the minute we became friends again, he broke up with his girlfriend. And I was like, but why, dude? Why would you break up with her? And he never came out and said it. But like now it's obvious that he was hoping that something would happen. And my question is, is it possible for women and men to be 100% from both sides Mm -hmm. platonic? Um, so he wait, sorry. So he lost out on his girlfriend, and he didn't get no, you no, no, anyway. No. If no, eventually he got back together with her, and they it's got married. And <laughs> I mean, you must check first. You must check codes. It's like parking. Né? If you're gonna, you know, you, you see that parking at the back, like right at the back. Né? And then if and you you're reversing take, into the spot. Yeah, and then you think, no, 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 I can do better. I'm sure there's parking closer to the building. And then you get there, and there's no parking closer to the building. And you come back, and that parking at the back is also taken. Yeah. Now, now you're in a state. But behind right. has to go park at the other side of the world. So you you know you must check properly. You can't be like dumping your girlfriend and then this one is not ready for you yet. The thing is, <laughs> if, the thing is, if you can look back on your friends and your friendships, and there is a guy as a girl, there is a guy that you haven't slept with, that you're still friends with. Then I suppose the answer to that question is yes. And a guy and a girl can have a platonic relationship. I mean, I've I've had incidents with some of my male friends <laughs> but we are still friends today but you know open that vault but you must friend zone them properly like i you know sometimes I, like i've made mistakes where i i think i've friend zoned you but I, I didn't so you must close that gap in all regards you know and because then it's going to stop you from dating people who shouldn't be with you in the first place you <laughs> Look, know like sometimes you date down <laughs> <laughs> that's an because entirely, you're confused. That's an entirely <laughs> different topic altogether. Um, 0861 if you'd like to join in on the conversation, or you can tweet us at Mabale Muloy, at Warda Hartley, at Florence Lidraba, at Cliff Central. Uh, even easier than that, just message us straight to WeChat if you're following the Cliff Central official account. 
Um, yeah. There is somebody on Twitter that said, um, the handle is my eye on the world, um, at Namrita. She says, most definitely, I have had many platonic friendships. Look, I've had at least two friendships with guys where <clears throat> we started out as friends and then we slept together. But then we <laughs> went... <laughs> where, where, where did that come from? <laughs> and then we went back to being friends again, you know? I wasn't going to open that door. I said, remember I said earlier, I'm not going to open that door. I'll, I'll keep it in the vault for I you, mean, ma'am. These things happen. I do apologize for Mabali's indiscretions. <laughs> And vocalizing those indiscretions. I thought we were being honest with each other. But okay, yeah. I'm also going to be honest. I, I, uh, uh, <coughs> I, I had this friend. <laughs> no, do not speak. And I, don't speak in hypothetical situations. No, 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 no. This is for real, for real. Okay. This is for real. This, this is for real. That's why I'm saying you need to close off friend zones properly. Otherwise, you end up getting confused. That's why. I, that's why I was going with this conversation. Because mm-hmm. I had, I met. <laughs> <laughs> I met this guy, uh-huh. and I remember the first time I met him, I was like, oh, this guy is a disaster. Like, it was a mess, and just not the kind of guy I would ever fit into my... Uh, your fabulousness. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy mm-hmm. that you would have dated down with. You would have, like, you dropped your standards, like you were saying. Yeah, because, like, he, he wasn't good-looking. I didn't have money either. I mean, you got to pick a battle here. You can't you can't be broke <laughs> and not good-looking also. Okay. Pick, pick a struggle. You, can't, okay. you, you know? So anyway, I, I think I was vulnerable and all of that. And then the next thing I know, I'm dating this guy. And I'm thinking, but Flo, didn't you? The first time we met this guy, the first thing that came to your head was this guy is a disaster. And of course, it didn't end well because mm. he was never meant to be in that in that space, in that space in the first place. So, you know, close off, you know, when you friends on a guy, make sure there's no gap. Mm. Close it off. Well, one of the suggestions here on Twitter is that you can be friends with someone, but chances are one one of the two of you always wants more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when that is the case, that's when you need to specify clear rules as the person who is not that into that other person. This is where friend zoning comes in. And friend zoning is an issue for guys because for some reason, guys, guys just want us to sleep with all of them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they want that not Bali, you're sounding very angry there. <laughs> Sounding very angry. But although she always obliges, though. She no, this like, never I, lets her brother down. She never <laughs> lets her brother down. She's like, oh, shit. Okay. You know, and it's like they always have this constant issue with being friend zoned. And I'm just like, but, you know, not everybody that you're into is going to be into you no, in the but same you don't way. Have to feel sorry. For, you know, you need to be careful what you allow inside your southern areas. You know, you can't just. We can't. <laughs> but let's get back to the to the female friendship dynamic, dynamic, which is a lot more complicated. Um, my best friend while growing up, and I've known her since I was five years old because she was my neighbor, so we grew up together. But to this day, she's the person that I I won't necessarily see her for a whole year, but when I do see her, we go straight back to what we used to be. Yeah, that's we're, a true. We're mm. that comfortable with each yeah, other. Yeah, obviously, I've, I've also got a friend like that. That's your for real friend, not your... Uh, what do you want to talk about the not-so-for-real friend? Oh, I don't really want to get into it because I've had a lot of incidences like that with friends that I thought were my friends and that weren't. And, yeah, like, you know, they're all nice to you. You know, you see them and then you're like, oh, babe. And, and it, you know what the thing is? I think what's blurred the lines a lot is social media. Okay. Because... 
people like your pictures and they're like, oh, babe, you look awesome in this picture. Oh, you look so thin. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you look so whatever, you know, like, and then you're like, oh, let's do coffee when you come down. And they're like, yeah, cool. But then the minute you like competing with them now for jobs or for something that maybe they were vying for, or mm. you playing now in their space with where they are, then it's like, ha. Huh. But also, uh, mm. maybe we're too old to be making new friends, though, also. Uh, because, really, uh, f- for example, I won't be picking some person that uh, is in the industry that I don't know where you come from, because then I know that you're trying to get into my space, too. So I, I don't trust these people. But don't you think that's that's a very blanket statement to make? Is to just is to prejudge somebody before you even give them a chance and let them in. In this industry, you need to prejudge, you know, otherwise you will get burned. And I know because I did, I, I got burned. I did get burned. Look, we've all gotten burned, and I mean, I'm sure it's not only with with the media industry. I think it's in in lots of spheres where you think people are your friends, and you know they're not. And even with guys, I must say also, like, I mean, my husband's had so many, I think he makes the mistake as well. And some men do that as well. Mm. They, they took quick to label people friends. And then I'm like, babe, no, he's not your friend. He's an acquaintance. You know, like you say hi to him or whatever. He had a birthday last month. He put pictures all over Instagram. He didn't invite you. So why do you, you clearly not one of his friends. So just, but so. I think it's a simple way of, of, of judging who's your friend and who's not. If someone air kisses you, they're not your friend. What, what do you mean? <coughs> oh, it's three now. <coughs> but I mean, what <coughs> if it's, what if it's the end thing? Because the French so and the Italians made it look sexy so and so now fake. you want to do it. Exactly. The <laughs> Italians and the French. Are you Italian? Are you French? <laughs> Sit. <laughs> why, like, why is there even this distinction? With friends where it's your real friends versus your best friends versus your... Why are there all these categories? That's but another problem. But the thing is, yeah, you have to have those categories. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with those categories. And I was telling a But girl, it just sounds like admin. No, it's not. It's just like a mental thing where you just put... I mean, you sort your sort everything else in your life. You have jars and stuff for everything mm. and your kitchen and whatever. You're doing the same with your friends, essentially. You proverbially jarring them and you know boxing them in the right places so like so, how you file documents on your computer exactly. exactly because the thing is otherwise the, the worst thing that can happen to you and it's happened to me and i'm sure it's happened to all of you you get really hurt because you think oh this friend i've boxed in my best friend category and then they let you down and you're completely heartbroken when you know you all you need to do is just step back and go you know what this is a lovely person he's awesome or she's awesome but you know what i sh- i'll have a wonderful time with if i see you in a club or i see you at an event or i see you at a function and it's lovely and we'll have coffee together and blah 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 but i'm not going to call said friend if i'm stuck on the side of the road or you know i just found out i've got breast cancer <laughs> yeah, she's not the one i'm going to call me when you're stuck on the road look, hey, look I, I i'm gonna just put it out there don't call me if you're stuck on the road i can't help you first of all you can see i'm wearing heels what am i gonna do for you what I can do for you is if you don't have airtime, send me a please call me. I will get the relevant people to help you. But me, on the scene of the crime, I'm not going to do it. Because you just don't not, even try me. You're not that reliable so person. I'm, no, look, I mean, if you're, if you're stuck at um, a club with good looking men everywhere, I'm that girl. I'll be there for you on the road by yourself. So it's all about what you need for to you. trust someone else, but not me. Does it even make sense to retain one or a couple more friends throughout your entire life? Because you know you go through different stages in your life. Yeah. And when you were five years old, 
you expected different things from your mm. friends and what you do when you're 25 or when you're 45. Look. So is it even realistic and does it make sense that you want to keep a certain individual with you throughout your entire life? I think if a friend grows with you, then it's fine. Then you can stay friends for life. But if a friend doesn't grow with you, then at some point you need to cut ties. Like I had a friend like that and, you know, like it was my 30th birthday and the problem was is that I grew up and embraced adulthood. She's always pushed back against adulthood. I mean, up until now, I still don't know whether she's got a driver's license. Her mom was dropping her off at work like as early as five years ago. She's two years younger than me. She's like probably like what, almost 30 now? She is 30 now. Mm. And she was still getting dropped and fetched at work. And, you know, still dressing exactly the same as in high school, the Doc Martens with the piercings all over the ears and the tattoos. So you no longer the, have the things in common you know, that you used to. You've yeah, lost exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. And eventually we, we started just talking about high school. And I was like, you know, there's more to me now. I have a job. I have a career. I have a husband. I have family. I have other interests. And this girl had none of those, none of the above. And the, the, and the thing is, I was like, you know what? That's still okay. I'll still be your friend because I enjoyed her company mm. and she, it was a, like a sentimental attachment. But when I drew the line, draw the, drew the line was when it was my 30th birthday and she couldn't make it to my birthday because she didn't have a lift. Oh my word. She didn't have a lift and she couldn't make the effort to get a taxi well, to she come. Didn't, she didn't have a car. She, she didn't, didn't have, have a, a car license. and her mom doesn't drive at night because she her mom's old. She didn't have money either. No, wonder. she did have money, but the thing is she didn't make the effort because therefore, therefore I realized I was not categorized as a best friend if she oh. could not. And even though I was categorizing her as my best friend, my school best friend who I've known for over 15 years, she didn't see me like that. And mm. you know what? And I, I sent her this long email and I said, you know what? I love you to bits. You are like my sister, but, you know, I need to move on. And I sincerely hope everything of the best for you. Love you to bits, but I can't do this anymore. I, I work on a very simple, uh, you know, it's a, it's a baseball, American baseball rule. Three strikes and you're out. I mean, that's it. I, I will. Explodes like hardcore, hey? But no, but, but, because why I mean, must I? I've forgiven you once. I've forgiven you twice. The third time, uh-uh. Bye. But okay. But what, what would. Because then you're not going to stop hurting me and it's going to escalate, What right? would qualify as the first strike? Because if I phone you yeah. and I'm on the side of the road stuck and you're telling me, no, I'm in my heels ah, and I can't come, come is on. that the first strike? That's a logistical problem. We, we're not talking about <laughs> logistical problems here. We, we're talking about real friendship problems. How? Here, I mean, if I, I, I'm not going to come in my, in my nice heels to come and help you with that tire. That, here's, where, here's where it also gets even more complicated. Do we sometimes expect too much from our friends? You, 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 you're possibly expecting more from this person and then you turn around and go to them, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I would do this for you. But mm. the fact that they wouldn't necessarily do it for you back, does that make them a bad friend? But that's what I'm yeah. saying. It doesn't make them a bad friend. And that's why I parted, you know, on, on good terms with her, even though she was highly offended. But I mean, if I run into her in a mall, whatever, I will happily talk to her. And, and, and I'm fine with it because I've, I've just accepted her for who she is and what she is. And, you know, but, I just don't have space for that in my life. And I'm not going to go out of my way to see her because I just find like, no. You I know? think people should tell us what their deal breakers are. I will give mine. This is one of my biggest deal breakers. If people are speaking about me and it's, and I'm, you know, and I'm not there and you're my friend, you're there. I expect you to defend me. I expect you to defend me. Because if I don't, don't now 
oh, listen, and then come and tell me what was said. Because ah, I'm going to ask you, okay, but what did you say? Okay, so because what does it mean if I don't defend you? To, then to you're not you, loyal. What, what does it no, translate then, then you're as? not loyal. Then I can't trust you. It means you're enjoying this conversation of people <laughs> talking about me, then weren't you? Mm, yeah. Okay, say this. So that's a deal breaker. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a first strike. All right, so you want your friend to have your back. Yeah. That's okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then what's, what's another deal breaker? You cannot, <laughs> will not, ever <laughs> even think about looking at my ex. Uh, oh, you see, this is dating my ex. Mm, yeah, this that's is an Looking in the direction of my ex. Mm-hmm. Off to strike. So if I suddenly developed feelings for your ex and your ex developed feelings for me, for me, you're out. Are you saying that you're out? Okay. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Mama, you are out. Let, let me finish. No, I, I, I've already heard what I need to hear. <laughs> no, no, no. You are out. No, but that's not fair. Back wait, in. no, wait, wait. Let me finish. Mm. If I develop feelings for your ex and he develops feelings for me, are you saying that I must get over my okay, feelings? Okay, where am I in this picture? Where are my feelings? <laughs> Is anyone feeling for me? Where, uh, hi, help me. No, but she's right though, Mab. She's right. I'm not. I'm not. Is, I'm not defending it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask you a question. No, but it's it's inappropriate. That's what uh, you asking the question, and I'm answering. Mab, you're sure. not meeting any. Eh, no. And Flo Rider is basically just saying that, and I mean, I'm agreeing with her that okay. it's a deal breaker. It's just like not done. It's like the rules of feminism. But Even if I dated the person like ten years ago, you can't. Yes, years ago. Okay, that's about much. No, but what? Then, no, no, I wouldn't go for your ex, but I mean, I'm just saying. But then why do why they do are, the they no, are some nice ones? Though, uh, yeah, okay, let's go But now, why are the rules suddenly changing if it was ten years down the line? What difference does it make? Yeah, she she's not consistent. What is not consistent? I'm consistent. No, I don't I'm care saying... if this boy I liked him in grade one and we were swinging on the jungle gyms together. You will not date him. Okay, but, so I've got a real life example of this. I dated a guy in high school, right? It was actually my first boyfriend and lovely guy, whatever, you know, cool. But we broke up literally two weeks before the matric dance Mm -hmm. because he lived out in the Strand, which is like, it's like an hour's drive out of Cape Town or like half an hour's drive out of Cape Town. And my brother happened to be dating and or going out on with a girl, with a girl on that side, and he saw him like canoodling with other girls. And this fool runs up to my brother to tell him, "Don't tell Warte, hey, don't tell Warte." My brother's like, "That's my but sister." But how? Yeah, my sister. <laughs> yeah. So he tells me, and I break up with him subsequently, and I go with this other friend of mine who ironically had a platonic relationship, which turned romantic. Okay, that's another story. But the thing is, the point I'm trying to make is. Years later, this guy ends up marrying one of the girls who was in my class. He's married to her now. And the weird thing was, if he had gone to the matric dance with me, he would have met her that night. And now she's married to him. What and are you, a hookup agency? Weird. Why do you care that they no, would have made? No, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, like, I did feel strange about it, like, for five seconds. Mm. But the thing is, because it was so long ago and the feelings had faded, it just, I got over it, like, in five seconds. So the point I'm trying to make is, if you dated a guy 10 years ago, which was essentially the case with this guy, I dated him in high school and 
they got married like yeah, but that girl four wasn't years your friend, ago. was she? She was in my class. She was. She yeah, was, then, but she doesn't count. She wasn't no, your friend. No, but the thing is, is, we were still in the same circles. I mean, the the Cape Malay Muslim circles in Cape Town is tiny. We had the same friends. We moved in the same circles. We were yeah. friends on an extended no, level. No, but my, my issue with this is... Say, so you can't say, be pissed say, off if somebody... I will be You dated off. somebody 10 uh, years Mabs, ago. Let's say, yeah. Mabs and I were friends, right? Yes. And I've been telling her all this all this time about this guy in grade one that I used to play on the jungle gym with and I, you know, tell her all the, the secrets and, you know, I kiss this guy on the cheek, whatever Ooh. it was. The next thing, she's going to use all that information against me now when she's with this guy. That's why I say just stay away from anyone I've ever even, just stay away. Not necessarily use the information against you. Because what are you guys going to talk about? Because I will be a topic. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just feel like if it was somebody from years back, what difference does it make? No, it makes a difference. I can't, because I, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say to you guys. Now we can't even go on double dates. Now it's awkward. Okay. 0861 Or you can send your messages straight through to WeChat on the Cliff Central official account. This is cliffcentral.com.
But tell them winning is my mother, mother protocol. Cause I score before I ever throw the ball. These girls washed up and ain't no soap and balls. Uh. It's every hood and dream, fantasizing about Nikki and B. Curve delicious when it's so delicious. Mayday, mayday, earth the bitch. Slap these on they ass like we birthing bitch. Uh, the queen of rap, slaying with Queen B. If you ain't on the team, you playing for Team D. Cause we A-listers, we pay sisters. This watch right here done face blizzards. I confess I woke up like this. All this drink in my cup like this. All this ass on that flawless Instagram, another flawless pit. Flawless city with these flawless bitties. I got all these hundreds, you got all the fifties. I'm with some flawless women cause they mild and pretty. Cause dudes love bad women that be on a grizzly. So with a sandbag, I be on my frisbee. Princess cut diamonds on my Disney. He want monster, Nikki and Sri Lanka. I told him meet me at the Trump Ivanka. I said, come here, let me show you how this cookie tastes. This, that, get it, and eat the cookie face. Rod, rod, rod. Mm, this is Flawless by Beyonce featuring Nicki Minaj. This is a song that's got everybody speculating on what situation her and Jay-Z's relationship are now in. Because apparently she's leaving Jay-Z and he's begging her to stay. And they're busy doing this on-the-run tour and they're sleeping in separate hotels. And I mean, this is a crisis for, for the entire black community. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm actually just getting choked up talking about it because... I know why you why you have us are laughing because this is hurting me so bad. Why why does it touch you, <laughs> you know, so so deeply? Beyonce and Jay Z breaking up. It's it's like, let me just break it down. Like it's like the, when <laughs> yeah okay, just keep it together and make your points because they are like that couple that we as the black community are like oh ish, I want to find my Jay Z. And by the way, Jay Z gave hope to all ugly men that you can. <laughs> Get yourself what a, did I a say? beautiful woman. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm just falling apart because of this whole breakup or whatever the allegations of the breakup. I'm, I just really hope they, you know, keep it together because then we don't have that hot black couple out there in the industry that you know. No, man. Lawrence Fishburne has I, been with his, with his wife I, for for decades. <laughs> that too. And what about Will Smith oh, and Jada Pinkett? Oh, wow. There you go. You've got strong black couples oh, wow. there in Hollywood surviving and keeping it real. Uh, they aren't relevant anymore. We are talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z here. This, this is... Yeah, they are on another level. They're like, they're like American royalty. Exactly. So they it, are, would, it would really break my heart. Now, you know? whose fault is it that they are like royalty? Is it, it's our fault because we have pushed them up onto that pedestal, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, they deserve it. I mean, it's Jay-Z and Beyonce. I don't, I, there's nothing more to be said. I mean, yeah. Um, I've got Walter Hartley and Florence Litwaba joining me in the studio this afternoon. Um, Aspasia, my usual partner in crime, is away in Greece for the week. She's having fun while the rest of us work, but that's okay. Um, now, Warda and I were having lunch the other day, and, we, you know, we were talking about how... Wait, <laughs> I wasn't invited. Okay, how are you right. going to go talk about you guys had lunch together, <laughs> like, casually? It was... Nonchalant. So, Warda and I had lunch together. Okay, so this is, this is where I make my point. You are a mom who has certain responsibilities. We plan these things on the fly. How about you guys need to call me, hey, Flo, um, are you on your mommy duties now? No, I'm not. Okay, come. 
Okay, no, we'll remember this for next time. Okay, yeah. We will definitely not forget this we again. We spoke about you, you year now, I'm because so we discussed you. you. I'm moving you into another box. But oh, the, 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 okay. the, the point that I was trying to get to is, um, you know, we were talking about how hard we as women are on ourselves when it comes to our body image. Mm. And also how ridiculously stupid we sometimes think when it comes to these things. Because say now I'm Mabale Muloy, which I am, coincidentally. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Mabale Muloy, and then all of a sudden in walks this tall, blonde bombshell with a six-pack, and she's got legs for days because she models, and, 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 and I think, yo, she's got a great body. And she's ugly. No, not that. She's perfect. Oh. And now I, I try to put all this pressure on myself to try and look like her, which is never going to happen. I'm never going to be some tall girl with legs for days and a six-pack. Like, that's just not going to happen. I'm short, I'm this, I'm bad, whatever. And sometimes, you know, you have to sit back as a woman and you have to say to yourself realistically, Bona, I'm never going to look like a Rihanna or a Beyonce. Like, that's just impossible. It's never going to happen. But why do women put so much pressure on themselves but to look a certain way when... When it's like comparing apples with pears sometimes. Yeah. Like, and, get over it already. And then we added on to that, and then we said, okay, fine. So that's the pressure we put on ourselves. So that's an inner war we have to win with ourselves. But then we don't stop there. Then we do it to one another also. Mm. And we'll go, ah, Flo, oh, Flo, today you look nice. Did you, oh, you look, you look like you lost some weight today. And then you know you haven't lost weight. Mm. You know you looked exactly the same like the day before when, when the bitch saw you. But... Today, you suddenly look like you've lost weight. So what? So you were fat yesterday? I don't know. I think that... You know? But I think we just put pressure on ourselves. I mean, I've seen some, I mean, big women that are so sexy that you think, my word, you actually think... it's, it's And I don't think it should be about, uh, you know, being thin or being fat. It's just about how you carry yourself mm-hmm. as, as a woman. It shouldn't, it shouldn't really be... I think we've also just taken too much uh, you know into consideration when it comes to uh, media and what the media portrays portrays i mean this is obviously a conversation we've had before where we look at what the media puts out as being beautiful and, we, and then we think oh that's what's beautiful but there are some women who've said you know what i don't care i like my curves i like how i am and i you know embrace mm. embrace what you are and the sexiness oozes out anyway i mean i'm not skinny but oh, dang but we all know yeah i'll be working it uh, yeah look we know this but is it <laughs> girl stylish is it even the days. is it even the media's fault that you want to look like Beyonce or you want to look like I don't know Paris Hilton? No, but it's the, also, like it you, is. No, but you are never going to look like these people. So how is it the media's fault? You need to accept okay. the reality. I'm I'm gonna sound like like really like cheesy now, but I'm gonna say it is indoctrination from a young age that we. You know, you see these images every day. You see them in the media, and then people go, "Oh, she's got like a Kim Kardashian with this curvy, sexy body." And, Oh, she's like this, or oh, this one's a plus size model, and she's only like a size twelve. Yeah. Like how technically, if you didn't know, a size twelve is considered you're a plus size model, which is ridiculous. I mean, most women well, aren't a size twelve. That's like the, the average, average size. size of a woman. And I mean, we look at magazines and we see, oh, this 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 model looks amazing, but we forget models get cast when they're like sixteen. She's not a woman yet. That's why she looks so thin. She's, she hasn't come into her woman womanhood yet. 
And there's airbrushing for days going on. So, you know, I've stopped looking at magazines and thinking, okay, I'm going to look. No, you're not going to look like that. But I mean, you've reached that stage. You've matured into that. But I mean, be honest. When you started out early 20s in your teens, we Mm. all did it. We looked at Cosmo. We looked at those magazines and we saw these amazing, sexy women. I mean, I still watch um, old recordings and old like stuff of uh, um, Victoria's Secret fashion shows. And I'm like. Jeez, Adriana Lima is hot. But well, we must understand that she's gifted. That's a God-given, you know, good genes that she's got that she's able to look like that. But I feel part of the problem here is that we forget to focus on health and we want to focus on the superficial stuff. You know, you don't hear a lot of women saying, oh, or maybe you do, but it's more a case of, oh, I want to look like X, Y, or Z instead of I want to be healthy. Mm. I want to look like Rihanna. I want to look like Beyonce. I want to look like Britney Spears. Why would you I want to look like look like anyone. No, it but this so is retarded. what but this is what people say. Yeah. And this mm. is this is why I'm asking. Like, is it really the media's fault when you end up feeling bad about the way you look because you don't look like somebody who you will never look like anyway? I think it is some, kind of at there. some it point is. logic has to kick in. No, but it, it doesn't always. I mean, we, especially as, as you get older, logic has to get, kick in. As you get older, yeah. yes, it kicks in. But, I mean, not all of us are well-adjusted. Not all of us are, you know, find that confidence in ourselves to, to finally go, you know what, I'm okay with my body. And it doesn't matter who the heck you are. You can be super famous. I mean, the woman that I idolized, her body made me do five extra reps when that song came on <laughs> in my ears of the Pussycat Dolls. Nicole Scherzinger, mm. the hottest body ever. Mm. What did it come out? It turns out through the entire time she was in the Pussycat Dolls, she came out and said she had bulimia. So she had to throw up everything she ate in order to look that hot. And I idolized this woman. I was killing myself in the gym thinking about this woman and her amazing body. Meanwhile, she was throwing up in order to get it. Yeah, but it's crazy. If you're saying that women have been indoctrinate, indoctrinated to, to think this certain way, then should we not start having the conversations where we are training women to think in a completely different way then. But that's you know, the role right? of mothers. Is, like, get them to snap out not of only, that. Uh, yeah, but some people don't have great moms. So uh, I still think that the media itself plays an important role. And yes. even the discussions that we're having now, because uh, to be honest, I really feel that media is the reason why we're where we are in terms of thinking, you know, skinny is the best skinny. You know, I mean, you've seen the, the front pages of magazines and all of that. And when you're imp- an impressionable teenager, it's difficult to think, well, actually, it's okay if I'm a little bit chubby. I still look nice. It's difficult to think that way, as you know, as what I put it. So I, I think that the media has to play a part in, in changing, you know, our thinking patterns. And then if you're a teenager and you're at school, in high school, and you're like, you know, you're okay with being a little curvy, it's okay, your friends then make you feel bad because they are then comparing you to though that criteria that's been prescribed in magazines. So they're going, oh, why is what just so fat? You know, like, she looks gross in that dress. Like, what, did, what was she thinking that she could pull this look off? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I was perfectly happy with my body, but now my friends and the people that are in my class made me now feel bad about my body. And now I've got, you know, a, um, a complex about it for the rest of my life that I have to work away at. And I mean, I've only now gotten over it. I'm 32 years old. I'm only now getting comfortable in my own skin and going, you know what? It's not about being fat or thin. It's about having low cholesterol. It's about being healthy, having a normal blood pressure, not being having lumps in my breast, because that's more important than me fitting into a size 16, yeah. you know, yeah. being healthy. That's the most important thing, like you said, Mubs. Um, it's not about being fat or thin, but I mean, it's taken me 
three decades, over three decades to accept that and to realize that? I guess sometimes I just get so sick and tired of, you know, we as women, like sometimes we bring all this rubbish on ourselves and I just feel like they, they, there needs to come a time in your life where you need to just snap out of it and stop being so harsh on yourself for crying out loud. Yeah. If you're not going to love yourself and take care of yourself, then how do you expect somebody else to? Yeah, and if you want to be skinny, but then do it the right way. I mean, what I'm sure you can give talks on that. Mm, yeah, look, there is a right way of doing it, and then there was a wrong way of doing it. And I, I worked with a girl that tried probably every wrong possible way to lose weight. And it was so, it eventually became comical watching her do it, sure. because it I knew it wasn't going to work, and every day she would come with something. Oh no, I'm only drinking. Four, I'm I'm going to drink 14 liters of water every day. I'm not going to eat, just water, <laughs> and I will lose the weight. It never happened. And in fact, over the four years I worked with her, she got fatter because she was essentially starving her body and trying all these extreme things to try and lose weight, and it never worked. And it was just so funny. I want to catch up with Sane and Irene. I had Sane and Irene come into the studio about a month ago, and they were setting themselves quite an impossible challenge, I thought. Um, they were planning to leave Johannesburg on the 18th of July, which was Nelson Mandela Day, and they were going to walk to Konu. Walk. To yeah. your hometown. Walk to Konu. Yeah. And they set this challenge for themselves, and they said that they wanted to do it in under a month. So I want to chat to Sane. Um, after the break, just to find out, did they in fact complete their challenge and what that whole experience must have been like? Let's light it up, let's light it up until our hearts catch fire. Then show the world a burning light that never shines so bright.
Let's light it up, let's light it up until our hearts catch fire. Then show the world a burning light that never shines so bright. Cliffcentral.com with uh, myself, Mabali Muloy, and um, I've had Warden Hartley and Florence Litwaba joining me in the studio this afternoon, and we've just been chatting about uh, friendships, uh, the complications of friendships with women, uh, whether men and women can actually be friends, and just talking about um, body image issues that women have. But um, last week with Aspasia, I was meant to catch up with Sane. In fact, we tried to, but there were there were telecommunications issues. Now, Sane and her partner Irene, her friend Irene, um, took upon them, themselves this task to walk from Johannesburg to Kounu. They left on the 18th of July, and um, the task that they'd set for themselves was to complete this in, I think, under a month. Sure. So I've got Sane on the line now. Sane, um, I think the big question is, <laughs> did you do it? Did you, did you complete the task? Yes, 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 yes. We did. We completed the task, and we did more than we, what we expected to do. Woo-hoo. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. First We're of very all, exhausted. first of all, you are insane. It's <laughs> it's it's confirmed right now. But Sane, just remind us again. I mean, whose bright idea was this to walk from Joburg to Kruno? You just called me insane, so it was my bright idea. And then I checked the kilometers in Google Maps, and I was like, hey, why why would I walk 840 kilometers? 840 kilometers. Yeah. So yeah. You, you start this journey, and then at what day did you think, no, 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 I'm done. I want to go home. Get me a car. <laughs> I'm out of here. That would have been me on hour From one. Day one. <laughs> hour one. From day one, Minute I was one. like, why am I doing this? How far is going from here? This is when I was, we were still in Fienaging. I'm like, oh my goodness, why am I here? How am I going to get to Kunu? I'm going to be seeing all these other small towns along the way. Will I ever get to Kunu? But then it became a daily challenge, you know, just waking up at four o'clock and starting our walk. And within the first kilometer, you're already going, oh my gosh, 39 to go for the day, 38 to go. And you just keep counting down. But as we got into the routine, you know, you just wake up, you, you hit the ground running, and you started taking in the scenery, you enjoy the sunrises, you enjoy, you know, the, the scenery, you enjoy everything that you see. And the most entertaining part was talking to the goats. To the goats? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the sheep. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes all the sense in the world. But, <laughs> but Irene, who you did this with, now, is Irene a friend of yours, or is she somebody that you just happened to know and work with? Because... What do you talk about with somebody that you're walking with for a whole month? Okay, Irene and I have known each other for about three, four years now. Uh, we met during, uh, when I was sitting on another board of another NPO a couple of years ago, and she was involved with that NPO. And then uh, she involved me in another project last year. But we've only gotten close this year. When we did the 90 Challenge, that's when we got to know each other better because we were stuck on mountains together. We did that kind of thing. And we kind of hit it off and we, after the nine peaks, we thought, let's do something together because we, you know, when you do challenges, you, you, you either like the people you're with or you leave the challenge hating the people you're with. So I left the challenge loving Irene. So we were okay with being with each other for 27 days, but we don't talk every day. There is no way that you could talk to someone every day. <laughs> so sometimes you're walking in complete silence. Now, what yeah, kind of... 
Yeah. And there'd be a gap between us, you know, because um, our pace is not the same. So, and on some days, one of us couldn't step properly on their feet because we had blisters on every toe and every part of every corner of our heels. So one would be faster than the other, and the other day you're slower than your partner. So, it, you know, there were days where we could walk, to, walk together and there were days where we just couldn't walk together. How, how, how many hours on average a day were you two walking? Uh, on average... I mean, I probably um, walk like a maximum of an hour in a day because the rest <laughs> of the time I'm in my car, I'm driving, I'm sitting down at the desk. I'm, you know, like yeah. how many hours? Um, on average, we, let, we, we walked about between five and a half to six hours a day. But then in the beginning, uh, our first week and a half, we walked close to about eight hours because we were covering distances of between 40 to 48 kilometers. But the, the first question we asked ourselves also when we heard this story, Florence and I, uh-huh. we were like, safety. Like, how are you guys safe on these secluded, you know, these secluded roads as we two had, women alone? <laughs> we had a, um, a, a vehicle following us. Um, the kept a bit of a distance. Uh, but, you know, he tried on, on roads where he could drive close to us. He drove close to us. But the roads where he couldn't be close to us, so we wouldn't see him for four kilometers because there's just nowhere he can park. For instance, in Barclay, when you're leaving Lady Grey to Barclay East, for 20 kilometers, you are on a, a climb. It's just a steep climb for 20 kilometers, and there's just nowhere for the car to stop. So that day, I probably only saw the support vehicle twice. But that's the only way we kept safe. And it, it was very quiet, but, uh, you know, we just trusted that we'll be safe. Now, Sane, you left on the 18th of July. When did you actually arrive in Kunu at your destination? Yesterday we were in Kunu. Are you still in Kunu today? No, I'm back in Johannesburg. Jeepers, that was quick. <laughs> so, I drove back as soon as I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what happens now? Do you kind of take the next week off because you need to recover and recuperate? How's your body feeling? Did Does it eventually adjust to the walking or are you genuinely in pain? My body is missing the walking. Um, I got home at 3 o'clock this morning, and at 5 o'clock, I was up because I couldn't sleep, and I just needed something to do. So I got up, and I started cleaning out the vehicle, and I started unpacking my bags, and I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning. How much weight did you guys lose? <laughs> I lost a lot of weight. My dad just saw me for the first time. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're so skinny. Please yeah. stay that way because I've been <laughs> Well, I know. So, if I was with you guys, I would have been in the support vehicle half the time. <laughs> so sad. It was boring in the support vehicle. You know, imagine sitting for five hours and just looking at people walking. That's boring. Sadie, I, I kept... what's your next challenge going to be? I mean, uh, you love to set these kinds of challenges for yourself because you are insane. <laughs> I don't. I'm scared to answer that question because then whatever I I answer to it means Irene is in on it as well. <laughs> so for now, I'll just keep that the challenges uh, under wraps, and then probably next year we'll be announcing our next challenge. Sure. I'm not sure, but it will be something crazy. I mean, after you've climbed the nine highest peaks in the, in the country, you've walked from Joburg to Kuno, what can you do? Walk Maybe to Cape ski Town? to the South Pole? Walk to Cape Town? No, someone <laughs> else has done that before. Maybe we can ski to the South Pole. Huh. My word. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Just keep that adventurous spirit alive and congratulations to you and Irene. I mean, I would never in a million years do what you have done. <laughs> Thank you. So congratulations please, to you both. Please encourage your listeners to still SMS. Uh, SMS line is still active for the next 
two weeks or so. Yes, what is so it? So we need to reach our target. Uh, it's long walk. That's the key word. And then you SMS that to 40021. And that's a once-off 20 rand donation. Okay. We've done the long walk. So people can just SMS, please. Just one SMS. Long walk to 40021. Thank you so yes. much, Sane. Thank you, Mabale. Thank you, Warda. Thank you, Florence, for joining me this afternoon. You're welcome. And uh, this is cliffcentral.com.